Cliff Central is turning one, and to celebrate, we're giving away half a million rand in smartphones. Half a million rand in smartphones. You could win just by listening to Cliff Central on WeChat every day during every show. Yeah, baby. If you want an upgrade or you need a new smartphone, we'll hook you up. Win with Cliff Central and WeChat for the month of April and visit cliffcentral.com for details. T's and C's apply. On radio. On radio. More of the good stuff. Cliffcentral.com. As usual, it's Wednesday morning and it's time for Animal Central on Cliff Central. I'm so excited to be here today, even though I'm a lonely girl today. John, my co-host, has been moved over to the Drive Time Show, the Kelman Show in the afternoon. I'm so proud of him. He is such an awesome radio host, and he's going to be doing that for a couple of weeks. So I'm going to be alone here behind the mic, but I've got Duncan with me. Duncan's controlling everything for me, so I, hopefully we don't turn off mics, and you know, I'd rather leave that to the professionals. But today we've got an awesome show. We actually have got... Uh, Morgan James back in again Morgan James back in again She was in last week talking about the Donkey Upliftment Project Had to have her back in She just, after the show We stood outside and she, there was so much more That she had to tell us And she is absolutely one of the Biggest animal angels I've ever met She really made an impact on me And we thought let's get her back in To talk about the Donkey Upliftment Project And also about other things that she gets involved with Out in the rural areas And then we have two very special furry guests In the studio today We have Cooper and Jude Who we'll speak to later Apparently Jude can speak They are here with their handler Irene Thompson from Border Collie Rescue So we'll get to that in a minute But I just wanted to mention this wonderful event that's happening. It's called Waddle for a Week, and this is walking in support of the African penguin. Now, this takes place from the 13th to 18th of April, and it's a group of waddlers. These are people that are going to waddle. They're sitting off from Hansby, walking all the way all the way to Simonstown, and they're raising awareness about the plight of the endangered African penguin. These people, there's 16 of them, are going to walk 120 kilometers. And these are animal keepers from around the country, people who, who just are penguin enthusiasts and environmental supporters. So get involved if you're in the area. On the final day of the Waddle, which is Saturday the 18th of April, the group is going to depart from Musenberg and will walk all the way to Simonstown. And on this leg, they would absolutely love to see as many Captonians and visitors as possible join in. If you want to know more, well, sorry, also on the day you have to dress in black and white. How cool is that? Uh, if you want to know more, go to www.penguinpromises.com. And the reason they're doing this is because the penguin has become an endangered species. And they only found along the South African coastline. Uh, they don't occur anywhere else in the world, from Namibia in the west to Algoa in the east. And these birds are facing extinction. How can we help them? Well, we can do little things to make the environment better for them. So, you know, like stop using plastic bags, straws, swap your water, you know, guzzling bath for a quick, quick shower. Also use only sustainable sources of seafood, plant indigenous plants and adhere to the water bylaws. It all helps. 
So, all right, let's move on from waddling penguins to Irene. Hi, Irene. Thanks for coming in today. Good morning. Thank you for asking us. Thank and thanks you. so much for bringing Jude and Cooper. They are just, <laughs> they're a most amazing, amazing dogs. They're so good. They're actually just lying here on the floor right now having a little snooze. But apparently Jude can talk. Yes, she can. Yeah, she, she can speak on command. I'm trying to teach her to, Jude, Jude, yeah, Jude. She might not do it now. No, she's not taking her nap yet. Jude, Jude, <laughs> Jude, 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 speak. She's saying sterilize, sterilize, <laughs> sterilize, Jude, sterilize, speak. Adopt, there, don't shop. Can she do that? Can she do what? <laughs> Adopt, <Yes>. don't shop. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, she's awesome. So now, Irene, tell me a bit about, let's start, Border Collie Rescue. What is Border Collie Rescue? What do you do? Border Collie Rescue, we founded in I think, 1997 because of the need for the rehoming of unwanted, mistreated, mm. misunderstood Border Collies. They're not everybody's dog. They are a working sure. breed. And although they can make good family pets, they're not just a family pet. Yes. They need a job. And if you don't give them a job, they will turn to the environment and create a job, like right, re-landscaping right. your garden, yes. you know, and eating the creepy crawly out the <laughs> pool. Right. Um, so, and people then were getting rid of their dogs. Getting, okay. Because they got border collies. They didn't understand them. Mm. They were doing nothing with them. So there was more and more coming in to rescue. And we had a call. It was from actually a veterinary friend who said, could we help? And there were three of us that founded the organization. Yes. We then became a non-profit because suddenly we'd sort of, we rehomed 25 dogs and wow. patted ourselves on the back right. and said, oh, yes. you know, we've done good. And then it snowballed. But still they kept coming. Yeah, they kept coming. And now we're a very big organization. Right. I mean, we, in the latest issue of Canine Zone magazine, we're focusing on the Border Collie. And they're an amazing breed. As you say, are they not the most intelligent dogs, uh, dog breed? Well, they say they are. Yes, yes, they do say they are. Um, so, although a lot of other dog owners might, might not like that. Is up but there yes, too. yes, yes. Uh, yeah, the poodle is also very intelligent. Look, there are a lot of very intelligent mm, dogs, mm. but these seem to learn quickly. Yes. Um, they can also learn bad things as quickly as the good things, <laughs> as I say, with the creepy crawly and things. So, but they do learn quickly. And unfortunately, a lot of people watch movies with border collies in and they think, I must get mm, one of those. They're mm. so clever. Yes. But then they think it's just going to happen. But it takes a lot. Yeah. To, and, and the strong herding me. instinct can not be what everybody is comfortable with. Um, right. They can herd running children, bicycles, cars. Uh, you know, it has to be controlled. They've got a very strong herding instinct. Yes. Because um, they used yeah, a lot for, 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 for sheep, sheep herding. Yes, yeah, for I mean, sheep they, herding. Brilliant. Anybody who's seen Babe yes. would have seen yes. those border collies. Yeah. And I could see that because we were outside the studio. There's like a waiting area there to, to explain to the listeners. And Jude came in. My water bottle was on the floor. And he sort of, she, she, sorry, <laughs> started tapping my water bottle and looking at me as if to say, can I have some water, please? It was, and then you explained to me that, no, she's saying What's, she wants to play with wants it. Wants to play with it. She will fetch the water bottle, yes. 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 Oh, no, they, they really are the most amazing dogs. I, I used to take part in agility with, with a Rottweiler. And I know that when we used to arrive there and you see the border collies, you knew you had no hope of winning. <laughs> no hope. If you were lucky, you'd come third. You know, after. But their origin, I mean, they are predominantly working dogs used to herd sheep. Yes. I think, look, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the breeding now has, has bred away from 
the herding instinct, but they do all have it. Yes. Um, you know, whether it be just herding birds or, as I say, children. Anything. That's why you do have to be careful with ch- when we're rehoming a dog. If they have children sort of under three, Yes. Then you have to be diff- you have to be careful because a little two year old running across the garden waving its toy and the dog thinks oh that's yes, in danger I must bring it home oh, uh, it tends to nip yes. so you know one has to be aware and it's not an aggressive dog I mean border oh, collies no. are not an aggressive breed generally speaking so it it just it, you just have to be careful have to be careful and I wish them. that if more people no matter what breed of dog they buy mm. went to mm. Mr Google. Yes, do and looked up and do their homework as to what yes. what it requires. Because this is not a couch potatoes dog. No. He no. needs no. to get out there. Mm. I mean, if you have a border collie and you're living in a residential area, what can you do to keep him or her busy? Take it for walks. walks. Go to training. And you will enjoy the training of a border collie as much as the border collie will. Because yes, once yes. you start and you get hooked. Oh, it's addictive. It's, <laughs> it is addictive. It is addictive. Um, they do need off-lead running. They really do. And they are obedient dogs. If you take them for training, they will come back. You know, they will. Okay, so take them um, somewhere like Walkhaven some, yes, or something Walk to go Haven. for a good run. Yeah, they need, they need to run. They need to work off all this energy. If you can't take them for a walk every day, and let's face it, we, people work. You know, sure. not everybody lives on a farm. Uh, you do something with it. So when you come home from work, put your dog in a sit stay, hide a ball, hide a toy in the garden. Yeah, so play, then go play, back, play tell play it games. to go fetch it, to find it. So it's got to use its brain ah, to so seek you need to out stimulate where it is. the mind to, yes. as much as yes. exercising the body. Yeah. You need okay. to stimulate them mentally as well as physically. Because you can also get those at home agility courses. Yeah, you, uh, I've seen that. So that would also be something that something you, can, you can make them out of a broom busy. handle across a chair. Yes. You know, something I mean, you simple. can, but you need, you do need to do something. You can't yes. just put come it in home, a back garden and no, that's it. And throw no. a ball for 10 minutes and then wonder why it has actually, you Become know, eaten the side of the door to get out. Yes. Um, you, you know, you can't, you can't do that. They're not that cut. You're and doing the breed a disservice. You're if doing you a don't do, do something. I Irene, you, you've hit the nail on the head. So many people go, Oh, I want that puppy. I want mm. that dog, but they don't do the research. No. And then they end up, you know, you've got an active guy who's now bought an English bulldog and it's not going to go running with no, him. No. <laughs> or you've got somebody who sits on the couch all day with a border mm. collie and then there's problems that yes. arise. Yeah. So why do most of the people, the dogs that you have in border collie rescue, why are they there? Is it abandonment, cruelty? Not so much. I don't think physical. We don't see a lot of physical cruelty, thank goodness. Mm. Uh, mental cruelty, I think, is when you've got a dog and it's locked in a small yard and yeah. not taken out. Yeah. I think a lot of people... Oh, we get cases people are moving into a smaller property and they say they haven't got time to work the dog. Okay. There's a lot of puppy farms out there, people oh. that just breed yes. and breed and breed. And they end up um, in the wrong hands. Yeah. They, and then from one, I think there's a, a survey done that from one unsterilized bitch giving birth to six pups and all those six pups have six pups over a 10-year yeah. period. I yes, think it comes out to maths. like 10 million dogs. Oh. You know, and if people would only go into animal shelters mm. and look at these beautiful, yes. wonderful dogs of all breeds yeah. that are just, that are just, that are just, they're yeah. not homes for there's, them. There's no reason to, to be breeding. I was in a pet store yesterday and luckily Bay and Animal Trading got to them and they've mm. stopped selling puppies. Mm. 
So I said to the, the owner, I said, well, well done, you know, I'm mm. great. I'm so glad you're doing this and whatever. Oh, you know, she was not very happy with that. She said, they've lost income. And I said, but you know, look how many hundreds of dogs are yes. in thousands of thousands. dogs are sitting in shelters or being euthanized. Mm. Yes. We do, don't need backyard no. breeders. We no. don't need puppy moms. And I don't think any animal shelter enjoys euthanizing dogs. No. None of no. them do. I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking. Absolutely yeah. heartbreaking. But they're not, just not the homes. I mean, I always feel that if you're going to breed, let, I mean, we can't stop breeding dogs. No, sure. We, we, we want. That, but you must have a good reason to improve the breed. Correct. Um, mongrels are wonderful dogs. I mean, I've got some lovely, as long as they're black and yes, white, my husband yes. says. Oh, are you? Things are better <laughs> in black so and white. I do get some little, little mongrels. Um, but you, you just, you can't just indiscriminately breed. You have to know no. that you've got perhaps 20 people. Begging you yes, for, a puppy. for a puppy because when those dogs are born, that one's moving, this one can't mm, get a dog, mm. and you'll be lucky if you've got eight homes. Yeah. And, see, and the dog's also for life. Yes, it's not yeah. for now no. until you move. Or I see a lot of people immigrating and then they can't find homes for their yeah. dogs. You, you can take them with you, mm. but a lot of them just abandon them. Yes. But now let's talk about Jude who's having this beautiful, peaceful sleep on the floor here. Yeah? <laughs> Jude's background, where does she Jude come is from? actually not a rescue dog. Okay. Uh, that's right. why I brought Cooper, who's the rescue dog. Yes. Jude, I, I did buy Jude. Right. Um, I do sheep dog trials. I do train my oh, border collies, really? and I've trained some of rescue dogs to yes. herd sheep. I love to see the border collie do what it's bred to do oh, so i have some sheep amazing so i love doing that do you so, have sheep yourself yes I oh, do. so you're yep. on a farm yes, with the yes, whole two sheep. Holding, yes. and, so and she herds your sheep and she herds the sheep so i bought her from a, a breeder who her her, 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 her I think it was her grandfather her father won the english nationals wow so she comes from very good working yes, stock which is yes. why i bought her and she's been the most terrific dog um she's 10 now so she's retired from oh, sheep okay. work she still helps out on the farm. Plays around on the farm. But, um. Oh, she's, she's absolutely magnificent. She's, she's got this, this face. It's just mm. intelligence <laughs> combined with mischievousness. You can see she wants to be busy. She wants but to. she's also, I mean, when you look at her, she's not your regular looking border collie. People always think border collies are black and white. And she's oh, a tricolor. She has some, yeah, with a short she has some coat. tan on her. Um, people have often said to me, what dog, what kind of dog is that? Yes. So, We've always maintained border collies are bred for their brains, not necessarily their beauty. And Irene, is she small or is that the average mm, size she's for of a female? Border? She's so they're she, not yes. big, big dogs. No, no. no. Well, some, some of the males can be big, can and some of the bigger. males with long coats do require regular grooming. Yes, um, you know they do. They do require that. And tell us about Cooper. Now, Cooper has just come into our rescue organization. He is a collie cross. As you can see, he's not a pure border collie. He, when he came in, he weighed seven kilos. He's an adult male and he's the size of Jude. He has diabetes. Oh, And he was diagnosed. The lady that originally rescued him. Mm. uh, Where did did he come from? He was a stray. They think he was thrown over her wall at about three months old. Yes. And he was quite poorly so they took him to the vet and they diagnosed diabetes and she gave him insulin daily mm. um, and he was doing very well yes. and then her circumstances changed and she had to move into a flat so she rehomed him to what she thought was a good caring mm. home she explained about the diabetes and they said that was fine and then the people decided not to give him his oh, insulin no. and to just let nature take its course she fortunately went to visit him 
and which saw was three months and saw the in. state he was in and took him away. But now, of course, he has cataracts. But um, yes, Doctor, which Anthony, are very visible, yes, you can very see visible at the his moment. Eyes but, are very um, blue. and that's due to the diabetes. So you can just see oh. shadows at the moment. Right. But we're busy getting him strong. He now weighs nine kilos, so he's put on two. Oh. And uh, Doctor Anthony Goodhead from the Animal Eye Hospital yes, yes. Um, said he's a very good candidate to remove the cataracts. To remove the cataracts. So he will. So he will um, get his eyes yeah. back because he's, he's still young, are he? He is. He's just over a year. I mean, we will be looking for a home for Cooper. But the people would need to know that this insulin he may have to have He's for the rest of his life. Yes, it it may be juvenile diabetes, in which case it could it could clear. But okay. um, you know, it needs to be someone that He's gonna need a good diet and his yeah, medication. He has to have a special diet which has to be at the same time every day yes. with his insulin. But he's a dear little dog. He's, he's just the he's most so loving. friendly. Yes. He is so loving Sweet and friendly. Thing, yeah. And I think we'll we'll take pictures afterwards and put it on the canine zone Facebook page. Let's see if we can find That'd Cooper be forever home. Uh, forever home. And the diabetes yes. that is it insulin once a day? Do you need to yes, test once his a blood day. glucose for it? Yes. Um we have a machine so yes. we can um Where do you we can test, test in the ear? Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but at the moment, I'm taking him to the vet once a week because I do want to make sure that it is done correctly, yes. that the insulin levels are good. And then but the injections, you give it one, yeah, once every a day morning. In, in his neck? Yeah, under the skin. Okay. Yeah, he's very good. He stands there. He doesn't mind. He doesn't mind at no. all. No, no, I'm asking. Yeah. I'm interested. I, Much like one a of human. Other, it's a different, it's a different formula. It's not, um, it's not the same insulin. But, oh, uh, is it not? No, is it a not. different type yeah. of insulin? It is for because cats I also and dogs. I do a, a magazine for people with diabetes. Ah. That's why I'm ah. quite interested to to yeah. see what the difference yeah. is. The hard thing is, of course, because when when you're training your dog, we work with treats. You know, we work oh, with positive right, reinforcement. Right. So if they do something, you give them a treat. Yes. And of course, you, with him, I've just got to give him the reg, the kibble that he's fed because I have to be so careful what he about what he eats. Yeah. And I suppose, I, I don't know if it's the same, in human diabetes, exercise can lower blood sugar. Yes. Is, is it the but same it, thing? Well, no, I mean, we, we take him for little short walks. We have yes. quite a big garden. We've got a three-acre garden. So for him just to come around the garden is, is walking enough. Yes. Um, and he wants to come. He wants to come for a little walk. But at the moment, no, not long, yes, not long yes. walks because he, he, he does tire. But it's not a, I, I know a lot of mm. dogs with diabetes mm. that have lived long, long, long healthy lives. Yeah. So as long as it's yeah. controlled and the medication is given and the diet is it's, right. Yes, absolutely. It's, That's it's why not a problem. We assessed him because you do have to think of the dog's quality of life. Yes. Um, and although we would like to say, when Border Collie Rescue is a no-kill organization, I don't really think that's always a good thing. So we like to say that we're a pro-life. Pro-life, so yes. Obviously, the there, is, are situations yeah, there are situations where there isn't good quality of, of life. life. No, yeah. no. So, But he definitely, you know, when you oh, look and no, you get a yes. tail wag. Yes, and he, he ran says, straight yeah. up to me, kisses Kiss, yeah. and wags. wags and, yes. no, no, oh, I tell you, Irene, I would end up, I don't know with how many dogs, because everyone I meet <laughs> from a shelter, I want to take home good. with me. Yeah. I've, and luckily, I've got two right now, and I just want to, you know, they're nine. So I just want to leave my little pack as it is for now. But I said to my husband the other day, when they cross the Rainbow Bridge, and I hope that's a long time away, mm. all bets are off. Yes. Because I don't know where he's going to sleep, but that house is going to be full of rescues. <laughs> but now tell me at Border Collie Rescue, if somebody wants a Border Collie, they come to you. How do, do you do home checks? How yes. does the whole yeah, adoption they, they procedure work? They complete an adoption application form, which tells us about them. Um, if it looks on the form that they're really not suitable, that they, another yes. breed will be better, we discuss it with them. Otherwise, we then go and do a property check. We make sure that the property is safe because border collies can scale 
almost or three meter walls. Yeah, yes. Can. Um, so we check the property and then they come through to our facility where they can meet all the dogs. They can bring their own dogs to meet the, oh, the new, nice. new member of yes. the family so they can see whether they get on. And then all our dogs are sterilized, microchipped and vaccinated. If it is a puppy, they have to sign a legal uh, agreement. That that they will the be yeah, And then we phone them and we yes. make sure that it's done. Do you um, get a lot of puppies? Not that often because people don't really dump puppies. Dump puppies, yeah. You know, they dump them when they're six months old and they've, you know, yes. done a lot of damage. How many or something. do you have, Irene? At the um, moment, we don't have quite so, at the moment. I think we just have just a, over twenty. But I mean, before okay. Christmas time, we had well over forty. Jeez. It varies. I mean, one month you can think, oh, marvelous. We've yes, only we've got, got a lot of adoptions. Five dogs, and yes. then the next day, and then there's a wave yeah, of ten of will come in. New ones. I mean, we we do sometimes we get pregnant bitches, so we do. But then, of course, we don't always know what the father is. <laughs> right. So, right. what might look like a border collie, yes, um, may, might right. end up pug cross border collie. Yes, so there's there's not a guarantee. Um, but we, you know, we we do our best to. I mean, we do rehome. We're blessed. We we do get lovely lovely homes. We're always looking for volunteers to help us to help do property checks, pick up dogs from a vet, yes, bring it yes. through to us. We're, we're have a great shortage of volunteers and we just work on donations. So we do, yeah, it's not, I'm, I'm sort of in charge. I was the chairperson for 16, nearly 17 years. Wow. That's a long time. But, um, that's sure. A that's long a time. long time. Yeah. So I've sort of stepped down to hand over to younger people yes. and now I'm really in charge of fundraising. So I do the big oh, fundraising. So you do all events. the fundraising yeah. events. And, and a lot of people sort of say a dog in a shelter, but I don't think, I think their lives are actually made so happy in the shelters because of the care of the volunteers mm. and the people working yeah. there. Give us an idea. What it, is, if you're a dog and you're sitting at Border Collie <laughs> Rescue, what is the day in the life? <laughs> a day in the life. A day in the life. We're looking through the fence thinking, yes. I want to get out. I want to get out. We have volunteers that come out. We've got, we've just spent a lot of money at the kennel facility. It's not our own facility at the moment. Mm. We, we hope one day to have our own facility. Yes. So we use boarding kennels. Um, but we've just put in big exercise runs. Oh, nice. So, and they've, uh, they've got, you know, good exercise area. They're taken out in the morning. They're, they're they mix them around a little so they'll see who gets on with who. Okay. Um, and then volunteers come play with them. They can't take them out for walks. They have yes. to walk on, on the, in on the, the property. On the property yes. Yeah. Um, they get toys. We, we're very lucky. People donate toys and we do have the occasional fun day where people can come and meet the dogs. And it's often an amazing thing that someone will complete an adoption application and they'll say, must be a female and it must be under two. Mm. Mm, okay. Well, yes. let's come and meet them. Come and have a look. And then they look and they see this 10 year old male and just fall in that love. reminds them yes. of the first one they ever owned and adopt Aww. it. So they come along to the, to our facility and they can meet you know, yes. meet all of the dogs. So, I mean, the dogs, they, they get, obviously, they get good food, they get oh, entertained, yes. they yes. get exercised, we're, we're, we're they, lucky they we get, get well taken care of. And where are you based, Irene? The kennel facility is in Centurion. 
called okay. it's called Labri Kennels. Yes. Um, but they do have to make an appointment with us first to Just go there because it has to be during the kennel hours. And then one of our volunteers, usually Julie Morris, yes. she will meet the, Julie's the person fantastic. there. Yes. Julie is yeah. amazing. Another yeah. such a passionate. Mm. Dog lover. I'm just having a look at one of our listeners. Gary Late says, I had the most beautiful rescue dog growing up. He was a border collie cross Labrador. Wonderful. And he was blonde <laughs> with black marks behind his eyes. That sounds incredible. Yeah. It's a lovely mix, a border collie. With lab. a Labrador. Because yeah. the border collie high energy mixed with the lab, you sort of laid back. Yes. Can right. be, can be right. quite nice. Yeah. And what a nice, yeah. I think every, every boy needs to grow up with a dog. Mm. Every girl, every person yeah. needs to grow up with a dog, dog by their side, mm. definitely, definitely. So if people want to get involved and, and help you, fundraising, have you got yes. any events coming up? How yes, do they we find do. out um, We have, which is a paper that I brought to you here, we've mm. got to celebrate Christmas in July. Oh, nice. Events at yes. Kenjara Lodge out in the country. Perhaps we could post that on your website. Okay, you've given me the information. Okay. I'm going to definitely, that sounds fun. Yeah, you can you can come for dinner. We we the the restaurant have very kindly given us for the two hundred and fifty rand it costs for your three course dinner, and there'll be music yes. and we have an auction. Oh nice! Um, then a hundred rand comes to Border Collie Rescue, so we we made made about twelve thousand rand last wow. year. Wow, that's good going. And then I'm taking on. Um, which is why I've got grey hair. Um, <laughs> I, when we had Phantom of the Opera at the Monte Casino two years ago, yes. I bought out the entire teatro, which is so uh, 2,000 seats. Right. And we filled it, and we made a quarter of a million rand. It was a huge success. Good it was goodness. a lot of hard what, work. What, was it a show? It was, yeah, it was the Phantom whole of the show Opera. Was def- the whole oh, show. And I bought it for one night. I That's bought it fantastic. for one night because they're, they're very good. They let you, if you buy the whole theatre, mm-hmm. you get it at a discount, usually 30 to 40%. Yes. So you charge the normal price and then you make 30 or 40%. Which can go, because which it's, goes, it's comes costly to, us. to run a, a shelter. Yeah. Yeah. Our running costs costly. are 60,000, 70,000 a month. Wow. Because, mm. I mean, it's food, it's mm. veterinary bills, Vet it's, it's staff, yeah. it's it's the whole thing. Mm. That's what people don't understand is how costly it is. it is. And none of the shelters get yeah. government support. No. I mean, the money we charge for adopt, for adopting mm. a dog, which is 600 rand, does not cover. No. Although we're, no. we're very lucky because uh, veterinary vets do give us Splendid price. I mean, oh, we're okay. really, really lucky. And because they I mean, give us staying a and neutering, price. you're probably looking yeah. at about one, three, one, five mm. to yes. start. Yes. And Never then the mind the microchips and the, and the deworming's yeah. vaccinations. Mm. So it's, it's a really, you know, people kind of think, well, let me go and buy from a, but then you're going to pay 6,000, 7,000, mm. 8,000 rand. So you're getting a really, Good deal, and you're getting, getting a, a good wonderful friend for, dog, yeah. a friend for mm. life. And I've seen it so many times. It's almost like these adopted dogs kind of know no. yes. that yeah. this is the second chance mm. I've got. This is my home. And they they just seem to be so loving and, and almost like that they, they appreciate where they are. Mm. They really, really I think do. So. I, re- I really do believe that. Mm. that somehow, I don't know whether they say rescue dogs love you more. I don't know if that's the case. But, I mean, my rescues certainly yes give me huge amounts of love and some of the ones i've bought are quite independent as if say <laughs> well, well whatever yeah, okay. <laughs> whatever no no absolutely but the other big fundraiser if i can mention it yes. it's it's only next year but i'm doing the same at the teatro and that is for singing in the rain which Ooh. peter Turin is bringing out uh, that's going from, to be from nice. london 
And so I'm taking it for Valentine's Day. Lovely. Which is a Sunday. So there will be details on our website um, to buy okay. the tickets. And your website is www. All one word, lowercase, border collie rescue. So people can go on there. Are you also on Facebook, aren't you? Yes, we are. We do. I've I've got the Facebook. Also, just Border Collie Rescue, if they look on Facebook. So all these events will be Be, put up there all the time. We'll also put it on the Canine Zone page. Mm -hmm. We were very excited. In every issue, we we focus on a breed, and the the upcoming uh, April-May issue now is on Border Collies. And we include a breed owner stories. Yes. And we put word out that we were looking for stories. And I tell you what, we've done a lot of breeds and I've never had so many amazing. We normally only do four, five. I think we got eight in because mm. I couldn't knock them out. I mean, there was one with the dog saved her life and, mm. you know, all these beautiful stories about rescued border yes. collies and, and some not rescued. And then, of course, we've also got some of your adoptable border collies. We've got Jenny Mulligan, Pongo and yes. Matt that yes. are looking for homes. So. Yeah. Get the April issue and have a look. If you've got a border collie, thinking of getting a border collie, uh, really do your homework. The magazine, the article gives you all the information. And and have a look at these four guys mm. that we've got in here. They're beautiful dogs mm. and they all look and mulligans. And if you if it has the story of Mulligan there, there were the two dogs, Mulligan and Duff. And we had a call from uh, a lady out near uh, Colini Way. Mm. And the owner of the farm had passed away. He left the farm to someone, but on the farm were two border collies, and they had been locked in a room for two years. He had for never let years. them out of the room because he said every dog that he let out yes. died. I mean, it probably got billary or something. So we oh. had to go and take the dogs out. They'd been living in their own feces for two years. Oh and God. Duff is in a foster home. Duff was actually more mentally disturbed by what had happened, yes. but he is in a foster home, and Mulligan is... is Far more settled. He's, he's coped with it he's much better. Looking at his picture, so he's absolutely he's, gorgeous. He's gorgeous. So he really is looking for a special home. He's had a bad start in life. And you know, not all these dogs come with baggage. They no, really don't. No. You know, a lot of people say we don't want to rescue dog. It comes with baggage. But, but I tell you, they leave that, that behind. Baggage. Yes. Mm. They leave it behind. Say, they walk through your door. Yeah. The first three weeks it's can be, life. you know, it can yeah, often sure. be a settling in period. Yeah. Yeah. Settling in time. But they're not like humans who carry they forgive. these Animals issues. Forgive. They move on. They, they move, move on. on. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think that that's, I mean, I'm looking at this picture of him. He's absolutely gorgeous. And I see he's only around 18 months old. He's still young. No, he said, well, they were in this, they were locked in this room for two years. So it's if this be, is yeah. the same mulligan. Maybe we got the diff- different, mulligan. different mulligan. But yes, yeah, so please, if you wanting a border collie, the most amazing dog, the most amazing family pet, Please get hold of Border Collie Rescue uh, on their Facebook, on their website. Just repeating it again, www.bordercollierescue.co.za. And go and volunteer. You know mm. what they say, if you can't adopt, foster. If you can't foster, <laughs> donate. If you can't donate, volunteer. <laughs> yes. And if you can't volunteer, Spread the word. Yes. That's the way yes. it goes. Yeah. Irene, thank you very, very much for coming in today and for bringing – I wonder if she'd say, say well, goodbye can, to us. We can ask her to. And we would like to sort of end off with saying to your listeners that when – we always say you can't change – changing saving the life of a dog won't change the world, but mm. it will change the world for that one dog. Absolutely. And just remember that before you go out and – yeah. 
buy, breed. Yes. Think of all the rescues. Yes. No, think, absolutely. Think of all the rescues. I'll see if Jude will speak. I'll try Let's to wake her up from her slumber. Jude, Jude, here, Jude. Jude. <laughs> oh, she's on her way. She's on her way. Jude. Come say goodbye. Jude, speak. Oh, a, a kind of sleepy, sleepy goodbye. Half asleep goodbye. Jude, speak. There you go. Irene, thank you so much again. And, you know, all the very best. And I hope that you get lots and lots of support for all your events. I think we, we must make a plan to be there and cover the stories because, you know, this is the way to do it is, is to actually help the animals. Education. Education, awareness is absolutely key. Irene, thank you thank so you much. Thank you very again. much. Thank you, Sharon. And thank thanks you to Jude and Cooper. <laughs> thank you. Party girls, don't get hurt, can't feel anything. When will I learn? I push it down, I push it down. I'm the one for a good time call, phone's blowing up. Bring up my doorbell, I feel the love. And we're back after that amazing song. That is one of my favorite, favorite artists, favorite, favorite songs. If you haven't seen the music music video, you're missing out. That little girl, Maddie Ziegler, is the most amazing dancer. But back to animals while we're here today. And we've got Morgana James back in today. Sorry, I keep pronouncing, is it Morgane or Morgana? Uh, I go by but both, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Morgane works. Morgane, yeah. Morgane. It's a beautiful name. But we had you in studio last week. Morgane is from the Donkey Upliftment Project and she's with the NSPCA. She's the senior inspector. And we just, we had to cut you so short and Jono and I stood outside talking to you about all the other things and you were showing us these harnesses and everything. We thought we've got to get you back because you made such an impact on us, just your passion. For, for doing what you do So thanks for coming back today Well thank you very much It's really It's it's awesome to be back here again um, And yeah it, It's so exciting To be able to just sit And just talk donkeys uh, <laughs> yes. yeah, I know Duncan's Duncan's <laughs> our ace pilot here And yes. and he, we had a nice chat outside And it you know It's really good to have people That are not just focused On one specific thing People like yourselves Who can say well fine mm. You know Let's let's learn more Yes And hopefully you know The listeners as well If we can engage With that kind of thing Because we live in The most amazing place mm. There's so many mm. Different things that people do And I think it's It's awesome If we can just sit and share And this kind of program yes. I think gives a lot of folks um, An eye opener It certainly does for me Well, well so, hopefully yeah, thank we you are very much. And I mean we Yes dogs is Dogs and cats Are a big part Because you know, this is what people are keeping. But we mustn't forget the other animals out there. When yeah. we spoke about penguins this morning, you don't generally think about penguins in your daily life, but they're becoming extinct. Yeah. We need to look at these different things. And like we said last week when we had you on, you don't think about these donkeys. You might see them if you're driving through a rural area. You might see it in passing and not think about it any further. But these are living, breathing animals with souls that also need our, yeah. our care and love. They really do. Yeah. But what got you into this? Let's let's start right at the beginning and say what got No, we don't have enough time for this. that. You certainly don't have enough time. <laughs> have you always can, been an animal lover? Where did it come from? Now, can I tell you what? It's – I – Many, many years ago, I won't tell you how many years ago, I was working in the East Rand and um, in those days things were pretty tough. I was working in a, a very impoverished township area um, and very focused on the dogs. My main work was, was trying to uplift companion animals and um, 
I really just had such a moment because we had local butcher and, and he used to phone me and tell us, when you're going out there again, stop, get some, you know, stuff for the dogs and, mm. you know, off cuts and that kind of thing. And I stopped and I took in a whole lot of bones, beautiful fresh bones, but mm. he was, he was really a, a, a very big supporter. So I was so proud of myself, very young, took in all these bones into this, um, really, really poor area. Yes. To give to these dogs. And, um, I'm, no, I'm terribly proud of myself. Go there, drive in, chat to the folks and say, you know, I've got these, these, um, and with the meat because of the folks cook them up. And I'll never forget a, a changing moment in my life. A, a very, very old lady, you know, bent double came out with a beautiful little penny on, mm-hmm. stitched and darned, carrying this big enamel tin. And, um, and she said to, and she was so respectful and she said to me, please, the bones for the dogs. Please can I cook them up first for my children? Oh. And then I promise you we'll make sure that the dogs get. Oh, and um, it was a very humbling moment yeah, for me. Absolutely. Um, you know, and the people, you know, we, we can be very quick to judge. Mm. Um, and there but for the grace of God go, yes, go absolutely. us. And it just gave me a different view on things. And working in that community, I met my first working donkey, and his name was Jacob. Mm-hmm. And um, he left me with a strong legacy to to want to improve the lives of working working animals. And certainly in communities where folk perhaps don't necessarily have what they need. Yes, and I think we yes. can make a difference. And sometimes, you know, it's not just about giving because we don't always. But the one thing we can always give is respect. We can always Absolutely. give kindness. Yes, and yes. yet we can we can just be nice to people. Yeah, and and education. I think, as you say, people do point fingers and they'll go, oh, you know, why did that person leave their dogs chained up in the back yeah. garden or whatever? But that person, firstly, did not know any better and secondly, didn't have the means to go out and get a fancy kennel or, or anything like that. We've got to understand, educate and, and help. And one of the things you, you told me last week that really stuck in my mind is, you were saying that when you go out there and you see these people with their donkeys, they, they're not named. Mm. But the minute you would say, what's their name? Tell us about that. Does it bring like a more of a human, how would we put it? If a donkey or an animal is, has got a name, does it make it more, having you know, more of a soul? Let's put it that way. I think in the city, people name their cars. I bet if yeah, you put out absolutely. a poll, how many people name their cars? Yeah, lots of people. It's once... Um, a being has a name. Mm. It changes your relationship because that starts sensitizing you. It's not just a thing or an it. This is, this is a living creature. This yes. is Bono or this is Clyde or whoever it may be. And it does definitely start changing your perception of how you look. And I'll, I'll, for example, I'll, I'll give you a, just something for your, for your listeners to do. You know, we all drive around the city here mm. and we see regular people at the side of the road, either begging yes, or yes. collecting rubbish or doing dance. How many of us know their names? Because no, can I tell you don't. what? And I know security is an issue, but on my route home, I know the names of my guys. I say to them, you know, guys, you know, mm, yes. you know what you're doing for a living. He said, no, this is what the, he does for a living. This is the only way he can get income and just chat to him about his animals. And you know what? And sometimes, yeah, if some food lands away and then mm-hmm. I make sure it gets to their animals and that kind of thing. Once you start, if you find out the name of the guy in the corner of your road, yeah, just smile. It's yes. not always about giving, but just smile. Say, you know, I hope right. you have a successful have day. Have a good day. Because yes. that's what we want. And I think sure. we need to extend that to animals as well. And when we start, when we are aware of somebody's name and what somebody feels, I think our eyes mm. start opening mm. in many ways. Yes. And you know, sometimes it can be so overwhelming. I can't save the world. 
But you know what? My motto is, um, you know, I can save the world. I'm just one person. One at a time. <laughs> but I'm not alone. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And if we all, every single one of yes. us, are passionate about something, care about something, just try and make a difference. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. not necessarily about your financial status. No, not at um, all. You know, not so, at all. So I think those kind of things, if we look at, and so naming the donks in the communities, it's lovely. You know, we go back to community, and at first people laugh at us. I mean, it's a, well, you say, we have a tremendous of amount of fun. <laughs> yes. And they'll say to me, and like uh, on the last trip we were in the Eastern Cape, and the one old lady I said to her, no, this, um, this donkey here, sure, he, he looks like a very strong donkey. Now we must call this one Mafuta. And she was, no, she says she shakes her head at me. And, she, and she, I said, no, why, mom? Why can't we call this one Mafuta? No, because it's a girl. Oh, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, oh. sorry. And you make things into fun like that. Yes. And then she says, no, yes. we'll call this. And, uh, you know, she, she then wanted to name the donkey. So she gave the donkey a name. And it's wonderful because we go back afterwards. And then she will, instead of saying, no, the donkey's Just the, the donkey, one is limping, she will she'll, call say, it name. she'll say, Jenny is limping. Yes. Or, yes. you know, Bobby, Bobby's been putting on weight, but he's still, so you start having a personal relationship. And I think that's very important in the way forward to creating an awareness yes. and empathy with animals. Because she was saying last week, and for listeners who, who missed out, is there, there, there's a lot of donkeys out there, and these donkeys help these people to to live their lives, yeah. to get to the doctor, to get to a store, to get, you know, around and to transport things. That's all they have. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, and you were saying to to go and get their pension funds or, or something like that. The donkey is their only means of transport. They they are really it's it's amazing, particularly in Southern Africa, the critical role that donkeys play. Mm. And yet, if you look how they are classified. They're not seen as being of economic importance. Your production animals, they're called production animals, we call them farm animals. Yes. Um, you know, are farmed and produced for for meat for and meat, sure. milk and eggs yes. and that type of Which thing. Which a donkey isn't generally. Then they're generally not in this country. Yes. And then you have your pet animals, your companion animals, dogs and cats. Mm. So donkeys in kind of fall in, in between, society, between, fall in between. somewhere, yes. And unfortunately because of that, they don't get the support and services they need from generally from the state. You know, things like just rabies vaccinations. You know, your farm animals um have to be vaccinated against right. certain diseases. Yes. Admittedly, not necessarily because people worry about them, because they worry about the zoonotic influence and and that problem. But your companion animals also, they're vaccinated. Mm. But what happens to the poor old donks? He sort of falls in them, slips through the cracks. Exactly. And yet the people who own them, um, literally, you know, uh, it sounds quite melodramatic how their lives depend on them, but they actually do. They do. Because what they make, and I've, I've had, People who say, you know, if my donkeys don't work for two days, that means I can't buy my children um, shoes or books for school. So they're well aware of that type of thing. The, the importance of their donkeys. So it's making sure that the animal's welfare in that is actually is taken care of. Because yeah. you were showing us last week the the harnesses. Yeah. You showed us the first variety, which was this metal, almost yeah. like a, a screw. That's right. And... 
you said hold it and feel what it feels like just in your hand and it's and it's painful and you yeah. think of that going in the donkey's mouth yeah. but then you go out there and give them a proper harness yeah that will definitely stop the pain for for these donkeys now those kind of things do you just get donations to cover that does the NSPCA um get funding for that at all to give these harnesses out with that, we're very fortunate at the moment in that the Donkey Sanctuary um, overseas, the UK Donkey Sanctuary, do support our project. Um, it's it's very, very important because without their support, mm. the current project would not be able to, oh, to So be we sustained. have to get support from the UK. Uh, we've got we those tiny little islands that are supporting us. And Gee. you know what? It's a blessing. It truly is a blessing. But I think we need to start taking responsibility for mm, our own issues. Yes. Um, and that's part of the sponsorship is that the same as with, with our project, we want to provide a, a hand up and not a hand out. So, uh, for example, the, the donkey bit we provide, but we show them how to actually stitch harnessing so we leave skills behind which people can then carry on. Yes, so that they but learn. So exactly. Teach a man to fish. Absolutely. But, so, but locally, yeah, we, we obviously always need donors to support the project. To support because, the project. you know, if you, if you think about it, a donkey bit, um, you're looking at 60 rand. It's a lot of money. We have a lot of donkeys. To, I expect so it to be more expensive, but I, I guess that's, 60 rand for someone like that well, is a lot of it's money. Well, actually, it's normally uh, it's gone up to 90 rand, but at mm. this stage, we're still negotiating for that. So, you know, it's if you work that out, I mean, it's in terms of what we spend in the city. Yes. And yet that bit will last in an animal's mouth and improve his life for a good five, six years. Gee. So, you know, it's... So it's, if you it's think really, about paying really forward. making a difference. Yeah. But again, you spend a lot of your time, I mean, the donkeys we're talking about, this is mainly rural areas. Yeah. Am, I, am I right? Yeah. Or do you find donkeys in, in suburban areas or, look, or settlements? Look, you do. Um, generally around the cities, it tends to be more horses, working horses. Um, and there are organizations also that, that do assist them. We try and go to areas that are untouched, that are not serviced by the state, yes. where there's no local veterinarian, where there's no local animal welfare, because Gosh, there is travel, nobody. You travel a lot. Yeah. We, we've got a there. wonderful um, donkey inspector, Inspector yes. Matomi Semenya, and he pretty much spends his life on, on the road as on well. On the road having a look. And do you take it? What if uh, one of the animals needs veterinary care? What do you do then? A lot of the the issues that we deal with are primary health care. So it would be an injury um, sustained um, from a right. poor harnessing. Yes. So what we would do in that case, we would, because it's no good just fixing the injury if the harnessing is got a remedy. What so, caused the injury? So we put the animal into a rest state. Okay. So the animal cannot be re- uh, cannot be worked until such time as the wound is healed, and we show the people very basic, simple techniques mm. of how to. How, how to care for the wounds himself And that starts off by washing your hands Before you wash the wound okay. you know, so, so simple it's not because hygiene it, It's no good issues. taking in fancy remedies mm, If they cannot be if sustained it's not used properly So yes the wounds take a little bit longer to heal um, But And people out there I'm sure Some folks are saying yeah but how do you know Those animals aren't working mm, mm. I won't give away all of our secrets But, no, sure. <laughs> but we work very strongly with the community um, and we use a lot of also the community support. So we would say to them, okay, you need to understand now that this animal needs to be rested. And we have a kind of working relationship. We will negotiate, for example, if the, if the person only has two donkeys and one has to rest, that a neighbor would loan a donkey. Okay. Yes. So, so that you they know, can still yeah, it's keep not doing ideal, but we talk to rural communities where, you know, we've got to be conscious of mishandling and misuse. Yes. 
But you find you just need to do one or two of those kind of things in a community and you really do have a big impact and people are like, okay, this is an understanding. Mm. And you go back and, and you'll say to them, okay, well, you know, where's Jackalus today? Yes. No, Jackalus, he got a little bit injured because he tried to jump across something and he mustn't work now for a week. Oh, and I tell you, we're so pumped when we hear that because they're taking the initiative yes. themselves to say, Oh, when an animal's injured, it needs, to, needs rest. to rest. It needs to rest. Yeah. And I mean, you, you spend a lot of time out there in the rural areas. What is the general animal care like out there in terms of dogs? There's a lot of dogs that live out there in the rural areas. I mean, I've seen, I've seen it and they seem to be so happy because they're running free and they, they certainly don't have collars. They're not chained up. They, they just seem to run in packs. Is that the case? What is, the general standard of knowledge, are they, are they being well taken care of or are they leading the lives of wild dogs perfectly happy? You know, as much as we focus on donkeys, mm. we, we never turn anybody away. Uh, we really, for us it's great because we work in very rural areas. So it's not your urban areas yes. where you've got massive traffic problems and that's in your, in your village areas. You're absolutely right. Dogs are generally free range. Yes. Um, probably the biggest challenge that we find that they have is, is good nutrition. Like for cats, for example, in some areas, because you know, cats really need high protein in mm. their diet. Mm. They don't always get that. So you'd find cats um, out there as well? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, we've had cats and dogs brought to our workshops on the back of donkey carts. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> because we never turn anybody away. So as much as we're there for the donkeys, we help you anybody. You also look for the dogs and the, and, and the cats. And the dogs. And we have the, you know, the dogs coming, we get to know the dogs and where we can, we sterilize and that type of thing. But generally the welfare, because the, the kids are out. The kids are not sitting playing computer games inside. No, no. Okay. They're outside. They off at the river with their dogs. They here and uh, getting so it up to all be, sorts of nonsense. In a way, wonderful. Aside from the nutrition point of view, it must be a wonderful life for a dog. Can I tell you? It's it's actually it's it's wonderful to see because mm. as much as you know, we traditionally would think of you know you got to pet the dog and have your dog on yes. your lap. In the areas we work, um, the dogs and the children, particularly, I'm, I'm speaking about now, have a very strong relationship. All the dogs have named. The kids are very proud of their dogs. They know when the dog was born and they know what he's very good at. Mm-hmm. And they can tell you all of that kind of thing. And as much as they're not necessarily petting them the whole time or the dogs don't have yes. a collar, um, the dogs are very well loved and they have a very rich social life. Yes. You know, yes. this dog owns Absolutely. these three houses and then he walks in the middle of the road <laughs> past his neighbor because they learn very good. Um, they learn how to talk dog, dog very etiquette. well. Yes. Dog etiquette. Yes. And I don't have to tell you about that. So you'll have, you know, male dogs coming to a gathering point. You could have, you know, 10, 15 male dogs together. We won't find one scrap, you know, because they know this is their cart yes, and they, they put their the hackles hierarchy. up and they walk yes, around the other yes. one. You know, in a village life, you can't afford to have somebody who's overtly aggressive, um, who goes into kill mode because you've also got to think of other farm animals. You know, you've got chickens around, you've got sheep yes, around. Yes, so they're used to that. So they're well you've, socialized. You've, absolutely. It's, it's interesting that I, I think it was uh, Caesar Milan who actually said that some of the most well-balanced dogs are yeah. dogs belonging to the vagrants. In, in the United States, these dogs yeah. walk perfectly. They, 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 they just so mentally sound. Yeah. And well balanced because they, there's none of this interference with them and, and their owner. The bond there is so, so strong. Yeah. It's, it's definitely when you have animals that are, are living in that type of environment and they do it's have a natural, challenges. It's more of a natural bond. From a behavior point of view, it's not an animal that's locked 
in a backyard and that's um you know sort of socially isolated because with dogs dogs are pack animals they yes. need to live in a group they want to belong to a group um and the same as donkeys you know horses live in herds donkeys live in small family groups so that for them is very important and you can't take away that from an animal just because mm. that animal's in your house you don't change the essential yes, makeup yes. of what that animal needs and yes fun interacting because walking on a lead is not the same as having a really awesome run in the park. Blow it out, run. I know we yeah. were talking with the Border Collie Absolutely. about Border Collies and she was saying how they just need to run and just get that exercise. Yeah. And I think a lot of our dogs, that's why we do battle with obesity. It's because they, they're either locked in a back garden mm. where they become destructive or, or I think some of the saddest things for me is when you see people with huskies that are locked in the back garden they can't even see the street. Yeah. And and huskies, like border collies, need to run, need to exercise. But sadly, I mean, then you can't blame people either, Morgan, because we look for places to go. And in Joburg specifically, there's not many places where you can actually go. And the crime, I guess, also prevents you from maybe Climbing into, you know, the local copies or something like that. We need more dog parks. We definitely do. I think the people on the coast have it lucky because they can go down. I the think beach. they do have it very lucky. Mm. Yeah, I think what you mentioned earlier on about making sure when you adopt an animal um, into your life that you really are really thoughtfully. Yes. Um, Adopt an animal that'll suit your that'll lifestyle, suit you. which sounds terrible. Yeah. But no, but it's but it's the true. thing is, if you if you know you only have X amount of time and you don't you're not high activity mm. people or that kind of thing, you need to adopt the right kind of animal. Yes. and that there's would, lots that, that would you be can. Happy. I mean, exactly, would be happy cuddling on the couch all day. That's but the a thing. border collie wouldn't. But you're working breeds, and, yes, and that because it's also perceptions. Because if you look how you know the the purpose some of these animals were bred initially, you know we're talking about. A mix between nature and nurture, you mm. know, genetics versus what we put into an animal. And if you look, for example, in the Western world, donkeys are predominantly seen as pets. Yes, yes, um, whereas, petting zoos. That's you know, farm yeah, and, zoos. and people have them largely as pets, and they very well love pets. In, for example, if you just look in South Africa, um, very. I mean, some people do. I, mean, I can hear. People out there thinking, oh no, I've got a pet donkey. Mm, and, mm. But there's a very small minority of people that do have them as pets. Most of the time they're working animals. Yes. And that changes things. So you've got to be very thoughtful when you bring an animal into Before life. Before you bring an animal in. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I w- if I had a farm, I would own donkeys because I think they're the most amazing, gentle creatures. And well, we kind of heading out of time again. I see Duncan's come back in ready to cut me off. We've got a quick, quick, quick. A messenger from Matthew Day, she says, Morgs practices what she preaches. She also has her own donkey. She is my legend of an aunt. Oh, <laughs> there you thanks, go, Matthew. That's Matthew. terrible. <laughs> I'll get you back for that one, dude. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Morgan, thank you so much for coming back again today. Uh, we just wanted to find out a little bit more. And uh, if people want to help, quickly tell us how they can help if you. If they can come onto our website, please join us in the Donkey Upliftment Project. You really will earnestly make an awesome difference, difference in people's website lives. Website address? It's www.nspca.ca.za. Not dot .org. No. No. Okay. www.nspca.co.za. Yeah. Please, folks, join us in making a, a massive difference. Yeah, if we all stand together and, and do something, if, it, yeah. if it's small, 
pay All forward. All little small bits get together and, and we make a huge difference well that's about all we've got time for this week so thanks again for for joining us we'll be back next week with more interesting stories animal stories and we'll see what we got in studio next week we might be having a big surprise for you thanks so much until next week give your animals a hug for me cliffcentral.com